one billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. An amnesis, noun, the recollection or remembrance of the past, reminiscence. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thank you for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. The time for infiltration has arrived. Having done as much preparation as currently possible, Three outsiders and one blacklisted insider are about to step into the belly of this metaphorical beast. And as long as everyone sticks to the plan, everything will be just fine, right? Belongings are confiscated, negotiations are attempted, and very strong choices are made. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallren, and Jory enter the congregation. Nehemiah and Jory looking on as this bonfire ignites in the center of the marketplace after a human torch of some sort had leapt into this large pit and someone announcing with a voice echoing all over the square, let the games begin. Jory, we gotta go now. Okay, off we go. I will go, but I'm intrigued, so I keep peeking. Mm -hmm. You all make your way back. Hey friends, we may have an issue going on here. My uh, old crew is in town. It's the bonfire games you saw setting up. I thought we had more time. We do not. Uh, why is everybody's crew in this town? Or was in this town? It seems like almost some kind of providence, but I ain't here for it if that's kind of the situation we're in right now, though. What do we do? How bad will it be if someone recognizes you? So I left on decent terms. Okay. They ain't gunning for me. But? But also not great, you know? They might try and pull me back in. They might try and pull me in on a job. They also may have decided after the fact that they are, in fact, not happy with me. Not a lot of people get out of the game, you know? Um... Yeah. That's all I'm saying is, you know, it could end up an awkward situation for all parties involved. I also don't want the old boss to realize that uh, we're looking for something. We left on decent enough terms, but he also wasn't exactly happy to be losing me. If he susses out what we're hunting for, uh. he may try and reel me back in with that. Especially if he does have a beat on it and... 
I mean, speaking frankly, if we're having trouble finding something, he's actually not a bad source. All right. Um, well, what do you recommend that we do? I just want to lie low, if at all possible. Yeah, yeah. The longer we're in this town, the more realistic a when and not if scenario is going to come into play. If it's more than a couple of days, he's going to know I'm here. Right. I kind of stand out. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll park in here for a bit then. They're going to be here for a while. Odds are if they're setting up, they're doing a job. Do you want to rip off the bandage? I'm thinking about it, if I'm honest. You know, we could just go ahead and do this, but... We've already got dealings with one dangerous individual. Speaking of which, very long story short, Kaylin's memory got wiped and we know how they're doing it. Yep, he invented it for them. <laughs> and apparently was the first subject. It makes me very upset. Rude, but not unexpected. Mm-hmm. No. It's heartbreaking, though. What all memories could he have taken out? It might not just be... Imagine the things you could threaten somebody with. You know, like, mm -hmm. hey, do this thing or I'm going to make you forget your children. Right. It's horrible. Well, we knew this guy wasn't exactly a friendly customer to begin with. Oh, this is just so low. I mean, breaking legs is one thing, but this. <laughs> well, the good news is I have our instructions for the meat. The bad Excellent. news is the lexicon is being difficult, as oh. always. How so? They've put the instructions into a cryptics. Hmm. It may take me a little time to break into it. Is there a clue to go along with it? Yes, can we help? I do like a good puzzle. It's definitely six letters. The cryptics was set to the word reveal. Ghost is five, so it's not that. What about hidden? <laughs> it's worth a try. Yeah. I start spinning the wheels. You switch the dials to hidden, and you hear a click. And it does, in fact, open up. Ha. Okay, we're geniuses. What's it saying? Out of the cryptic slithers a metal snake. Mm. Um, and you've seen these before. These are like little messenger things. Uh, one of these once showed up in the first tree. It opens its mouth and a holographic image shows up with text, kind of writing, almost typing itself out, very computer screen-esque. The text says that you are to come to the Temple of the Order of Truth that is in the city center there. Mm -hmm. You are to ask one of the Aeon priests there to... I thought we were going to have to ask for a fizzy bartender. Because <laughs> 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 Hey. No, it's a flat bartender. A flat bartender. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are to tell them that you have come to see the ancient artifacts. From there, you will be escorted where you need to go. It is mentioned that you will be searched and that it is expected that you will be coming without ill will. Don't come armed. Don't hide anything weird. Right. Or if you do come armed, make sure it's, you know, stuff we can easily take off you. Right. It's a dangerous city. All right. Well, didn't say anything about you coming alone, at least. I did make it clear that I was not going to promise any such thing. Hmm. Fair enough. Are we ready to head out? If we're going to get our answers and get out of town, we should probably do it now. I'll do it then. A thought. Should we perhaps find something to at least conceal your face, Nehemiah? Just kind of wrap my head up a bit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
Awesome. You head out to the Temple of the Order of Truth. Some things you know about the Aeon Priest in general. They say that it is a temple because a lot of people regard the Order of Truth as kind of a religious entity. They will never claim that. They will always say that they are there to advance the public's understanding of Numenera, to help society better understand the things that were left behind, and to essentially perform a, a public service in that way, to help those in need and to create a more advanced society. Mm -hmm. But given their presence, Aeon Priests and the Order of Truth at large have a very religious-like presence. Sure. People will go to Aeon Priests for everything under the sun, from figuring out a piece of technology they found to asking for healing, what the common folk might regard as miracles. Mm -hmm. And the level of buy-in for the Order of Truth does vary from person to person, but largely speaking, most people regard them at worst as a, oh, they're doing good for the area. Mm -hmm but they do have a very large and important presence within most large cities in the Steadfast. So while this is called a temple, it is not necessarily a place of worship. You head across town and as you are out and about, you do see more and more people gathering around this bonfire, this massive fire that stays burning for the entire time that the bonfire games are in one particular place. Mm -hmm. You hear the vague announcement of uh, someone named Empyrean Wing, death-defying acrobat. Mm -hmm. Was that my old name? The Empyrean Wing was not necessarily your name. Mm -hmm. But I was um, the acrobat. Was, you were the acrobat, uh -huh. yes. Professional curiosity is absolutely there. But <laughs> I am putting that aside right now. We, are, we have a task at hand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... Yeah. I forgot to say, before we left, Smallrin did leave the majority of her weapons. The only thing she's keeping on her are all of her daggers. Basically, just for legitimacy's sake, like they're going to expect her to have something. She's sure. also going to leave her mentor's notes at Good the call. downgrade. I guess that's an important question I didn't go over. What are you taking? What are you leaving? She's going to leave the two ciphers she's carrying behind, actually. She is going to keep on the far mover belt, the artifact. Hey, here's a question. Sure. My cipher seed has been on the brain lightning for an oh, extended yeah. period of time. Is that, has that finished? Yep. Awesome, so that is now an artifact. Yep, cool. which means that it doesn't take up a slot and neither does a cipher seed, so you have two open slots now. Excellent. I mean, I feel like Nehemiah would keep pretty much all of his stuff on him at this point. Is, and as always, has been kind of the bodyguard of the, you know, and sure. coming in, you know, kitted out is going to be expected. I will sort of do likewise. Anything that's not overly bulky. I don't know how big, how big is my god cipher anyway, like physically? It is about three inches in diameter, wow. circular, and maybe eight inches long. Okay. Well, I'll- Ten inches long. I'll take it. I don't think I'm leaving anything as long as it's not too big. You make your way to the temple and- it is a very lavish building. It is clearly very well maintained. It was built very well. It has kind of these large metal struts that come up and curve on the front of the building, reminiscent of a cathedral, but they're more decorative than anything else. As you walk in, this place does have a large vaulted ceiling and there are 
people talking in these little alcoves and areas. This is clearly a spot that people can come and converse or uh, talk to an Aeon priest. And there are people with that order of truth symbol uh, somewhere on their clothing, whether on their robes or on a pendant or on a hat that they might be wearing, mm -hmm. walking around. There are guards standing around. They have large hoods with these metal masks so you cannot see their face. And on kind of like a tunic, they have the big order of truth knot emblazoned on it. You know these people to be loyal to the order of truth, meant to keep the priests and this area safe from threat and anything that might be a dangerous issue at the moment. I think that we will probably have to approach somebody Mm -hmm. You walk up to someone who has a very typical kind of Aeon Priest headdress, kind of like encloses their entire head except for their face, and then has this wide, flat brim on the top, almost mushroom-shaped. Mm. And they have kind of a wide, broad shoulder piece, a very brilliant like gold and silver cloth that kind of runs down with that knot on the front of it. And you approach them, and they say... Yes. How may I serve you? We're here to view the ancient artifacts. They nod and say, yes, please follow me. And kind of nervously, they lead you off to a side where there is a doorway. And they lead you through the doorway and there's a room there that has a door on the other side. And they say, please wait here a moment mm. while I get someone to escort you. Of course. And they exit through the opposite door. After a moment or two, the door opens back up and there are two guards, but they do not have that order of truth symbol. Mm -hmm. They have the markings every other way, but do not have that knot on their chest. They hold a container between them. They motion for you one by one to come up so that they can search you and take any dangerous items off of you. Mm -hmm. Smaller and they do take your daggers. Mm -hmm. They do take a look at any bit of Numenera that you might have, mm -hmm. checking over each one to deem its threat level, mm -hmm. and they leave you with the belt. Nehemiah, they go over you as well. They take your knife, sword staff, and crossbow. Yeah leave the subdual field, mm -hmm. and I don't think they notice the cloaking pin because it looks like just like a brooch. Right. Are you wearing your armor or the tendril armor? I would probably wear my armor for okay. this one, like as much as I, Nehemiah does want to take it out for a spin. Sure. Not worth potentially losing it to a strip search. <laughs> Fair. And then they don't care about oddities. Sure. Jory, similarly, they take daggers, your staff, and I think that's the only weapons you have. <laughs> I'm more of a cheerleader, really. <laughs> <laughs> they can't figure out what the god cipher is. <laughs> so they leave that and don't really care for the butterfly drone or heartbeat lock. Neither one of those is considered dangerous. Nope. They handle you roughly, but not... Cruelly? Yeah. One of them says, all right, we're going to take you down. Keep in mind, the saint has little patience. Giving them the runaround is probably a bad idea. Take into consideration what you want to say and when you want to say it, if you value your life. Hmm. What's the best way to address the saint? Just the saint or Mr. Saint? The saint is just fine. Sounds, all right. 
out of character, could probably drop the the if need be. Fair enough. Greetings, oh, the saint. Right. <laughs> the Ohio State University. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, no, it's a Buckeyes fan. Our worst case scenario. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're doomed. Nehemiah is a diehard Michigan fan. This will never go well. Nehemiah bleeds maize and blue. <laughs> they open the door and on the other side is a small landing and then what looks like a spiral staircase that goes down. You head down and down and down and it's a pretty long trek. And as you are taking these steps, you feel the air get a little bit danker, a little bit wetter, a little bit more musty. Mm -hmm. And eventually the staircase stops and you are in front of another doorway and the two guards step to either side and open up the double doors and you walk into what looks like a very long like receiving room. There's like a long runner of carpet with columns on either side. And at the far end, there is something that could either be a desk or an altar, kind of hard to discern which. It is large and stone, but there is someone standing on the other side of it. And from this distance, you would say this person is an Aeon priest. Mm -hmm. Getting up closer, you notice some differences. The order of truth not is altered. It's counterfeit, if that makes sense. Sure. You know, like an actual Aeon priest would know the difference, but the commoner, a commoner might not. Mm -hmm. Rather than having uh, that large kind of flat mushroom-shaped hat, it kind of curls up at either side of their head. And they have a mask on instead of having that open face on either side of that cowl. As we begin to approach, I would just kind of lean over to the two of them. It's like, all right, who's taking point? I think I should do the talking. All right, I'll keep an eye out. I'll look angry, but not like <laughs> noticeably angry. Mm -hmm. You do notice more of these guards, two more, uh, kind of not hidden, but like standing off to the side that might not be immediately seen as you enter. And then as you kind of walk up this carpet runner, you do notice other lexicon members around, people probably close enough to the saint to warrant their presence here. You do notice the butcher. Smarin smiles at him. He absolutely glares at you. As we are drawing near, can I make a quick perception check just to kind of sure. see what, what's going on here? Absolutely. Right. What's my difficulty? Um, like what's going on in the area or with a specific person? In the area. Level five. Okay, level five, I will spend for effort. That is gonna be a success with a 10. Nice. You get the feeling that this is probably a general meeting area for the congregation. Mm -hmm at large. The people that are here were probably specifically asked to be here today for this particular meeting, but you get the feeling like these are all probably members of that group that the saint has mm -hmm. created. It's teetering between like, who the heck are these people? And wow, I am really interested to see how this plays out. Right. And, and a even a little bit of like, there are certain people who are tensed and like ready to act at a moment's notice. I will also say that you do notice that on either side of the altar desk mm -hmm. area, there is a door on either side of that, kind of behind it on the Sure. Wall. We're basically in the antechamber of the congregation. Like this yes. is where this is where they bring company, not their people. Yes. I want to try and zoom in 
using my Ogren orb and see if I can either notice any details about the mask that would be difficult to see even from across the lectern, but also to see if I can get a look at the eyes behind the mask. Mm, okay, that's going to be a level seven. Okay, I'm going to spend for a point of effort. I'm trained. We're going to see how this goes. Success with a 15. Okay. Behind the mask, you see gray eyes. You don't necessarily attribute that to any specific person. About the mask itself, it is clearly a piece of Numenera of some sort. Not 100% sure to its purpose without like handling it, but this does have some sort of effect or some sort of use outside of just being something to conceal their face. And you do notice that at the top of the forehead, very lightly engraved, you do see the lexicon symbol. You also notice that this is kind of the style of mask that is very high society. It'd be the equivalent of seeing like a Venetian mask or like uh, something from Carnival, like very, it's not flamboyant, but the style of it is very reminiscent of something that a noble would wear. Mm. It, it's not a mask with a K, it's a mask with a Q. Yeah, it's M-A-S-Q-U-E. Yes. <laughs> All right, anything else that anyone wants to do as you're approaching? I'm just trying to observe as much as I can, but I'm also trying to keep face forward and pretend I'm not nervous. Sure. When you get about three quarters of the way down this entryway, the saint calls out to you and their voice is clearly altered mm -hmm. in some way. There is an effect on it that is meant to make it indiscernible to be who it is. Welcome, my children. I've heard that you are seeking information that I might be able to provide for you, and given the fact that you have made it thus far, it seems you are smart enough to make that happen. Whom do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Smallrin steps forward and bows slightly. My name is Kylan. These are my associates, Era, Aveline, and Drab. We come here looking for the location, or next intended location, of Dremlin, who I believe you did business with recently. That is a piece of information that is only meant for certain ears. I am rather surprised that you came about that we work together. Now, Dremlin, while a secretive sort, does not particularly keep a low profile if you already know who he is. However, I was doing my best to keep our involvement from the public eye. I would very much, before I give you any sort of information, like to know how you know this. It's odd that you mention eyes. We were contracted by what I am led to assume was a member of your organization out in the beyond. She went by the pseudonym The Eye and was looking for something at the behest of Dremlin. Unfortunately, she met a rather gruesome end in that pursuit, but we had been given enough information that we are attempting to finish the job for her, in exchange, of course, for the pay she was promised. From behind you somewhere, hear a voice say, What happened to her? If anyone turns to look, smaller and you again see the nose standing there. Otherwise, everyone sees kind of a tall, lithe individual 
who does not have any sort of like mask or, or face concealment, but is wearing leathers and seems like the general sneaky sort, a rogue of sorts, if you will. But it's kind of like not stepped out fully into the main area, but kind of has like made themselves a little bit more known. Before you can even answer, the saint says, I graciously ask that you wait your turn to have a conversation that I'm involved in. I have very nicely brought you into my fold, child, and I do not wish for that relationship to go sour. Stand down. The nose kind of like crumples in on himself and kind of like takes a step back, though they are clearly distraught at the idea that a former comrade of theirs is previously missing in action, now assumed to be dead. Uh, Nehemiah will just kind of toss a look over to the nose and give an approving nod to the same. Not laying it on thick, but absolutely buttering up like this. This is, this is how you control a room. Good on that. Like, yeah. just showing approval. Sure. Game recognized game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. While I am deeply saddened to hear of one of our members passing, especially in such a uncivilized area as the beyond, I do appreciate the information as to their whereabouts. Thank you for bringing me this intelligence. And I hope maybe that if given a little bit more time, I might be able to know exactly where she fell. So if need be, we can investigate that further. I would be happy to share that information with you, perhaps at a later date, once we have moved on safely and finished our business at hand. Perhaps so. Smallrin, I'm going to have you make a deception roll. Okay. Espionage. I'll give you espionage. Thank you. Yeah. This is kind of the point. That this is the time. <laughs> this is what it's really <laughs> meant to be used for. Yeah. Level seven. Level seven. All right. Specialized in espionage. I'm actually going to spend four. I have intense interaction, which gives me an asset on intimidating, persuading, and influencing people for 10 minutes. Yeah. That works. Oh, what the heck. We're going to spend for a point of effort as well. <laughs> so that brings it down to a level three. <sighs> Success with a 16. Yeah. All right. I think you've obviously figured out that Dremlin is no longer in this area. Consider that this was supposed to apparently be his meetup point. Although our organization is a bit more secretive, I don't think it would be terribly uncouth of me to tell you his general trajectory. He did head west. Specifically, something he found in the area and a couple things that he had been working on seemed to be taking him specifically to Githarin. Originally, my understanding is that he was on his way to Kai. You all know Kai to be the largest city in the Steadfast period. It is very well known to be like as much of a metropolis as you can possibly imagine in the Ninth World. Mm. If you have heard of Githarin, it is a small town, not quite large enough to be considered a city, but much larger than just like a little village or anything like that, that is almost due west of here, but a little bit to the south. Was there any other information that you were seeking about this situation? This information alone is incredibly valuable to us. He seems to have done an excellent job of removing all trace of his presence. I apologize that we had to disturb you at all. I'm glad you were able to bring me some information, at least regarding the whereabouts of one of our members. As I said, 
When next I return to Sturthal, after our business is complete, I would be happy to provide a more detailed location. At this, the saint kind of steps out from behind the altar desk style thing that's up there. And it's like up on like a little two-step platform. So it just takes a couple of steps down uh, and approaches the three of you and goes up to Small Ren. It's like maybe, maybe two feet away from you. I think I would enjoy that very much. I do have one final question for you, though. I have a very good memory for faces and voices. And let me tell you, there is something more than strikingly familiar about you. Does Smallrin react at all? Smallrin just tilts her head, maintains eye contact with the saint. If you were to ask me who I am, will the answer to that question in any way impede my friends and I from leaving safely? I think you already know the answer to that question. In that case, I would simply like to ask, how important is your relationship with Dremlin? He is a traveling warlord, although a very powerful one. He is not the only one in this area, nor does he have any holding in this city other than his passing relationship with me. You see, no one seems here to remember him. So my relationship with him, although useful to me, is not one I fear. Then you would not be upset were he to find out that you destroyed the messengers that were going to bring him something he greatly values, and he came back here with the host he travels with. If Dremlin decided to come back here and take on the entirety of the congregation, let alone the lexicon at large. He would be far more foolish than I ever thought him to be. Be inconvenient, though. Inconvenient, sure. But if my suspicions are right, this information far outweighs any inconvenience that a warlord would put on my group here. We can continue beating around the bush with this, or I could just say what I'm thinking. We stand in your hall. The saint starts naming things. And Jory and Nehemiah, you quickly pick up on these are not just random nouns, but mm-hmm. the names of Chapters, people. people. Yeah. The Whisper, the Poet, the Ring, the Code, the Keep, the Nano, and then kind of like takes a step back and looks at you and goes, the Ghost. The weather moves in unpredictable ways, doesn't it? Never know what the wind is gonna blow in on every given day. Looks like the storm might have brought us a ghost. The storm is what blew the ghost away. Business brings her back. The saint lowly chuckles (laughs) and snaps their fingers, at which point the two guards that brought you in and the two that were up at the front all like take a quick number of steps forward to kind of like surround you in a box. And the rest of the lexicon members in here, totaling about six, all either ready themselves in some way, unsheathe a weapon, or kind of like take a step back, depending on their individual preference of fighting and handling a situation. You have two options here. You can come with us and your friends here can be on their way. We have no quarrel with them, necessarily. Or 
We could make this an entirely inconvenient situation. What is your choice? I would hate to create a disturbance in such an illustrious place. As you say, your business is not with my companions. Very well. Player intrusion. Yes. Old friend. <laughs> okay. An old comrade in arms from your past shows up unexpectedly and provides aid in whatever you're doing. I would like somebody in this room, ideally one of those people that stands next to the saint, to be either an old friend, either from my childhood, growing up in the villages, out in the beyond, or possibly, if you really want to get messy with it, a member of my old, uh, of the bonfire games that has also left and here we are. Keep it feral. <laughs> Wrong game. <laughs> Listen, still applies. I Family I friendly, know. but feral. You see three of the guards kind of like take one more step forward. The fourth hesitates for a moment. Even with the mask on, Nehemiah, you hear them whisper like a moth to flame. A phrase that you know to be part of the bonfire games, part of mm -hmm. what they used to draw people in. They said, everyone loves fire like a moth to flame. People will come to these games and we can take advantage of this situation. Mm -hmm. And that kind of was the style of the entire thing. Like you find a way to draw people in and then exploit them. Mm -hmm. And you hear this individual say that. It's a flame that burns. And you see a nearly imperceptible nod. Mm -hmm. So you know that this person will give you aid. Small run, Jory and Nehemiah, what, what are we doing? They continue to mm -hmm. take steps forward to essentially bind Smallrin's hands. Smallrin kind of gestures to the other three and steps forward away from them. Nehemiah will pipe up. Now, is this entirely necessary? Our associate here has only done so much, came to you and gave you proper information. All we're looking to do is be on our way and be out of your hair. Whenever there's a, a kind of a moment, I'm going to make eye contact with each of them, as in Small Rin and Nehemiah and Brex. And um, I'm going to look to my guard cipher and then look back up at them like, should I pull the parachute cord? Don't know what it'll do. Nehemiah will place a hand on your arm. It's like, you'll know. <laughs> okay. Just check in. It seems your associate has not been completely forthcoming with you about her involvement with this group outside of your visit here today. We were made aware that there was a history of sorts, but histories are just that, history. If only that were the case. We've known the individual you know as the ghost for quite a while now, and uh, something that long back, whatever it may be, bad job or something, I'm not sure what, is in the past. Anything going on with that would be vengeance. And I know you're far too sophisticated of an individual to be caring too much about vengeance. It is less about vengeance and more about control of intelligence. You've got a lock on that. How many hoops did we have to jump on through just to get this audience? Come on now. You control every string of this city. But when someone leaves the city and does not go through the proper channels, I'm here to take care of a potential leak. I'm here to take care of someone who has involvement in other organizations other than our own. 
I'm here to make sure that the Nano's protege is seen to. And the guards then continue to take steps forward. There is nothing I could say or do to dissuade you from these steps. Taking care of one person. Very kind of you to offer that, but also incredibly foolhardy. There isn't uh, many jobs or pieces of information that we ourselves cannot uncover given the wide berth of our web of influence. Perhaps, but I'll tell you this. We've been in the town for several days at this point. As far as I'm aware, this is the first that you've realized that the ghost returned. We've been flying under the radar, minimal effort. And we're gonna continue flying under radars as well. We're operating quietly and effectively. We can continue to do that and we can provide some assistance, maybe even out west if you got some work and need doing. The ghosts clearly continue to be uh, incredibly capable of getting your ear. This whole time, uh, Jory's been having a bit of an idea as a worst case scenario sort of thing. And she has taken innocuously enough the heartbeat lock and has risen it up to her chest unless she was already wearing it there. Okay. That's all. I suppose the real question is, do you want to get rid of me or do you want me to come back? If I thought that there was any part of me that could in any way continue to trust you, I might consider bringing you back into the fold, offering you a spot in my congregation because your reputation was an incredible one and seems as though it continues to be so. I have always been willing to come back. I've been waiting for emissaries for a long time now. I merely have conditions. Which are what? I want whoever killed the Nano. And I don't mean physically. I want whoever arranged that last job. I want to know what happened. And then I want to be allowed to deal with it as I wish. The saint kind of chuckles again and simply takes a very flamboyant bow. Do you still wish to deal with this as you see fit? Okay, this is going to be a keep it feral moment. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that Smallrin has had that sort of intermittently remember is one of her inabilities now is patience because she's tied to the Ogrim yep. Orb. Yep. Um, yep. And yep. she gets a sudden flash of just irritation. Like this is taking too long. This is the standoff has just been stretched yeah. indefinitely. So she is going to, and they, they have not, have they put cuffs on me yet or no? Did Nehemiah interrupt them before they could? Yeah, Nehemiah interrupted. I, I think it's kind of been this like slow, like forward, back, like for, stop, go, stop, go scenario. Yeah. Um, but they are very, very close to you at this time. One thing that they did not take off me was Smallrin still has her poison pack. That is true. <laughs> so Smallrin is going to reach into her pack very quickly and create deadly poison, which she, as part of creating it, is allowed to apply to a weapon uh, as part of yep. the action. She still has caltrops in her bag. Yep. And she is going to do this quickly and then lunge forward with them in hand and press them into the saint's chest. <laughs> I am going to have you, uh, this is going to be a speed check. Oh. Um, it is in this case going to be a level eight right. because the saint does have certain abilities that increase that, specifically abilities similar to Jory in sensing danger or foreseeing things that, that might right. happen. So that's going to be a level eight. 
Speed check. This poison, it is going to be a level six poison. Okay. Would you allow me to use my overcoming fear, intimidation, or panic? Yes. I think this is definitely an intimidation scenario. So I'm going to spend for a point of effort. I am trained. Okay. Success with an 18 plus two damage. (laughs) That is literally exactly what you needed to roll. (laughs) You took it down to a level six. That is exactly (sighs) what you needed to roll. (laughs) You move faster than the guards can stop you. Reaching into one pouch to break the capsule that combines the two components to create a deadly poison. Your other hand taking a caltrop from your bag, getting the poison on there and lunging forward all almost in one fluid motion and shoving it straight into the saint's chest. And they let out a terrifying scream and deal a total of seven damage. And as you do so, the entire room erupts into chaos. And I'm gonna need everybody to roll initiative. Don't feel like you have to do it now. We're gonna stop there. And we'll have you roll initiative next time. Incredible. (laughs) So good. Thank you so much for listening to episode 101 of Imprinted Echoes and Amnesis. As always, if you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website, imprintedechoes.com. On our website, you'll find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I'd like to thank Jeremy, Xander, and Elliot for their support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, please take the time to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about the show. All those things continue to go a long way in helping us out. Of course, you can find our hosts on Twitter as well. Myself at Covered in Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And be sure to follow our network, Ghostlight Media, at GLM Pods. Thank you once again for listening. And I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zane Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.